Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us, and welcome to the Classic Series Redrive. Check them up. Let's get started. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 44 of the Redrive, the Classic Series Redrive here. Uh, we are in the Reinhold Tack and Western Wear Studios here with Logan Reinhold, the producer, and also on the other line is Kyle Forsythe. We are here to bring you some show results. We are hot and heavy in the hottest part of the year and hottest part of the show season. And we have a lot of results to get to and a lot of upcoming events coming up. So, uh, Kyle, um, you guys hot out in Idaho as well? Yeah, it's uh, it's been warm out here. But uh, the nice thing about it out here is uh, humidity is 0%. So... It's like 95, but feels like 85 instead of being 85, feeling like 105. So, yeah, yeah, we definitely have had some humidity and some heat and some thunderstorms, but uh, we are rolling into show season. And Kyle, you got some results from Calgary out your way there? Yeah. uh, So, Calgary, we'll get right at it. Lots of show results. Uh, Calgary had a Heat A, a Heat B, and then a Champions Six. Uh, Heat A was won by the Riverside Fraser Clydesdales. Uh, Legacy Equine was second. Northwest Spotted Drafts was third. Silver Oak Bertrands was fourth. In the second section of sixes, the Mark Messenger Memorial Hitch was first place. Johnson Belgian second. Wallace Clydesdales third. And Calico Farm fourth. In the champion six, uh, the world champion six horse hitch, they call it up there in Calgary, was the Mark Messenger Memorial Hitch. As the champions there, the Johnson Belgians were reserve champions. Riverside, Fraser Farms, Clydesdales were third. Legacy Equine, fourth. Calico Farm was fifth. Silver Oak Bertrands were sixth. Wallace Clydesdales, seventh. Northwest Spotted Drafts were eighth. They also had a pretty big youth show uh, in the youth cart, uh, nine to 14. Rebecca Pellinero won that. Luke Coleman was second. Kinsey LaRiviere was third. Addison Pellinero was fourth. Tyson Blair fifth. And Levi Bexon sixth. In the youth cart, 15 to 21. Uh, Matthew Fail won that. Ava Ruthven, Ava Ruthven, sorry, was second. Maddox Grover third. Mason Grover fourth. Tiffany Nelson fifth. Ethan Bexon sixth. Taylor Coleman seventh. Peyton Debnam eighth and Grayson Krebs was ninth. So good to see lots of participation there. I think Calgary's numbers were down maybe just a hair with the border, uh, still being, you know, with the vaccine statuses and everything else, but all in all, I think they had a, a really nice show up there. Congratulations to everybody that was showing up there. Yeah, it was good to see Calgary going again. Uh, having that show up there is always kind of a kickoff to the, to the summer and they, Sure, I've never been there, but from everybody I've talked with, it's they put on a nice event, nice classy event. Uh, in the meantime, then the Ohio State Fair, um, they had a really big show, quite possibly maybe one of the uh, uh, the biggest shows of the year. Um, I'll just run through some results real quick here. In the Belgian Six, uh, Burger Barn was the winner, Triple Star was second, Brockwood was third, Lorab was fourth, Rock Bottom Farm was fifth. Uh, A&C Belgian 6th, Hammersmith Belgian 7th, Marydale Rose Farm was 8th, and the Stony Hill Belgians were ninth. Um, in the Percheron 6th there, um, it was the Red Oak Farms won that one. Uh, Young Living uh, Percherons were 2nd, Yoder Hay 3rd, Jackson Fork Ranch was 5th, Express Ranches, I'm, I'm sorry, Jackson Fork Ranch was 4th, 
Um, Express Ranch was fifth. Tripcrest Farms was sixth. Hunting Creek Farm was seventh. Blue Ribbon Days, eighth. Pine Hollow Dairy was ninth. Tenth was Kid Me Not Pertrans, eleventh CNY Event Ranch, and twelfth in the Pertrans Hitch was MMO Pertrans. In the Big Governor's Club class, uh, there was 23 entries. Um, I guess I'll run through them real quick here. Uh, Young Living was the big winner there in the Big Six Horse Hitch class. Um, Tripcrest Farm second. Jackson Fork Ranch was third. Express Ranch was fourth. Red Oak Farm fifth. Burger Barn Belgians was sixth. Blue Ribbon Days was seventh. Uh, Triple Star Farm eighth. Rock Bottom Farm ninth. Brockloff Belgians for tenth. Oak Haven Belgians 11th. Hunting Creek Farms was 12th. Laura Belgians 13th, Hammersmith Belgians for 14th, ANC Belgians 15th, uh, 16th was Sherwood Grove Farm, 17th Marydale Rose, 18th Yoder Farm Yoder Hay Company, 19th was MMO Pertrans, 20th was Stonehill Farms, 21st was Kidney Not Pertrans, 22 was Pine Hollow Dairy, and 23 was the South Creek Clagsdale. And the Ohio Buckeye Cart is the big classic cart class. There was 27 entries in that. The top 10 of that was Tripcrest Farm was the winner. Um, Express Ranches were second. Blue Ribbon Days were third. Lorab was fourth. Uh, Yoder Family Hay was fifth. Marydale Rose was sixth. TLA Ranch seventh. The Young Living Perchins were eighth. Rock Bottom Farm was ninth. And Jackson Fork Ranch was tenth. And the Clyde Youth Cart, uh, Peyton Guyman was the winner. And Lena Poole was second. There was only two entries in that Clyde Youth Cart. In the Pertrin Youth Cart, there was a big class. There was 11 of them. Uh, Addison Hirschberger was the big winner there. Ryland Sparrow was second. Braden Gilbert was third. Libby Gray was fourth. Lyndon Yoder was fifth. Cameron Utter was sixth. Justin Miller was seventh. Jalen Hirschberger was eighth. Landon Hunter was ninth. And Deanna Mitchell was tenth. Uh, in the Belgian Youth Cart, the winner there was Harley Gonzalez. Uh, second place was Kate Welsh. Third place, Katie Miller. Fourth place, Hannah Holchansky. Fifth place, Matthew Dunlop. And sixth place was Kristen Beachy. Uh, it was a big show at Ohio. Um, a little bit different, though. The fair wasn't going on at the same time. Um, but a really tough, you know, tough competition all the way through. And Ron Mack and Chelsea Ball, the granddaughter there, uh, did a tremendous job running the show. And just overall, they you know, they fed us. And like I said, a little bit different uh, without the fair going on, but in the future, I'm not sure if it's going to be with the fair or not, or just alone like it was this year. I'm not sure. Nonetheless, it was great to be back uh, showing in Columbus. Did they get crowds pretty good, Mark, with the fair not going on? No, there was an, unfortunately not. Usually for the Governor's Cup, there's a you know a really good crowd in there, but this year it was. I mean, there was some random people. You know, uh, there was some people from Holmes County there that came to watch, and some other Ohio horse people, but. Uh, not like it would be, you know, when the fair was going. In the evenings, that place usually gets gets a pretty good crowd for the evening show session. And this year, it was just a little bit different that way. Yeah. Uh, Manchester, Iowa, uh, the Delaware County Fair, I believe it's called, had 10 sixes at it. Uh, the first day, Red Oak won that. Yoder Hay was second. Schreiber Pertrans third. Hirsch Belgians fourth. Welton Ridge Farms was fifth, Stephens Belgian sixth, Rock Creek seventh, South Creek Clyde's eighth, Solomon's Clydesdale's ninth, and Maker Belgians were tenth. The second day, Red Oak Pertrans won that. Again, Yoder Hay was second, Schreiber Pertrans third, Hirsch Belgians fourth, Stephens Belgians fifth, Welton Ridge Farms was sixth, Rock Creek Belgians seventh, South Creek Clydesdale's eighth, Solomon's Clydesdale's ninth, Maker's Belgians were tenth. 
Uh, I'll throw in another one real quick. Uh, Festival Lagrange in Quebec. We probably should have Kevin on here to even say these names. I, they're, uh, I don't speak French, but Red Oak Farms won that. Wish you both doing the driving up there in, in Quebec. Panelen Pertrans, Greg Bourbonnet was second. Firm Silver or Silver was third. And Yakiri MJ was fourth. That was better than I would have done. <laughs> I don't know if we have any French listeners, but don't hold that against me. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> we had the choice uh, between uh, French class or agriculture class when I was in high school, and uh, I clearly cho- chose the agriculture class for the easy <laughs> grade. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good to see that show go in the last few years. It was just a virtual event, and this year they actually uh, had a show there, so that was that was great to see. Yeah, and uh, I think they get like also, a band and everything. They get a band and everything playing. I think they make it a pretty good party. Oh, yeah. So, good for them guys good. up there. I think, yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I think the guy that was back bitter on the, on the horse you bought in Gordyville, I think he's the guy that kind of puts that show on. Uh, yeah, I think so, too, and I... Yeah, I'm not so sure it's not, isn't it right? Maybe right at his place, maybe or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Good enough. Meanwhile, we had a big world show, uh, the World Pertron Congress in Brandon, Manitoba, uh, this past week as well, and uh, the numbers were just not quite as good as probably anticipated. With like Kyle mentioned earlier, uh, with the border situation the way it is, and kind of tough to cross and everything, but. Nonetheless, um, they it looked to me like uh, a world-class event, and they did a really nice job putting it on. And um, just some results here um, from the registered mayor six. Uh, congratulations goes to the new world champions, the Zubra Perchern's uh, Chad, Melissa Zubra, and family. Uh, second place was uh, the Darcy Strain family. Uh, third place was Spud Strain. And fourth place was Gary Fedor <clears throat> from uh, Kasopolis, Michigan there. Uh, in the open six-horse hitch, uh, congratulations to the world champions, the Mark Messenger Memorial hitch there, Brian Coleman driving there for Kirk Messenger. Uh, second place went to Ken Anderson. Third place was the uh, Ross and Doug Creelman entry. Fourth place was Jim Lane. Fifth place was Scott Ferguson. Sixth place was Lori Hammersbach entry. And seventh place was Jade Gora's uh, entry as well. Then they had a combined six horse hitch for the champion six horse hitch. There was nine entries in that. Uh, congratulations goes to Brian Coleman and the Kirk messenger Memorial hitch and the messenger family. Uh, second place went to Lori Hammersbach entry. Third place, Ken Anderson. Fourth place was Darcy strain family. The fifth place entry was the Ross and Doug Creelman entry. Sixth place was Chad Zubrod uh, entry. Seventh place, the Jim Lane entry, eighth place, Spud strain entry and ninth place was Scott Ferguson. They did have a pretty good youth show. Unfortunately, um, the youth, I don't know the names of the drivers. They, they came in and the results as uh, the, uh, uh, I'm sorry, as the, the, the farm entry instead of the youth names, but I'll just go through them anyway. And the uh, youth cart 10 to 14 age was the entry of Luke Plett. Uh, second place was Chris and Kathy Laycock. Third place was Kirk Messenger entry. Fourth place, Jay Goris. Fifth place was Cameron Roy entry. Once again, I don't know the names of the drivers. This was just uh, the farm entry 
And then the youth cart, 15 to 18, was the Chad Zubrod entry, second place, the Ken Anderson entry, third place, Jim Lane entry, fourth place, Kirk Messenger, fifth place, Spud Strain, sixth place, Kaylee Lynch, and seventh place, the Cameron Roy entry. So congratulations to all the winners at the World Perch and Congress 2022 in Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, this Sounds past like week they, also, they had a tremendous halter show, it sounded like, uh, from all the reports I got, that the hit show was down, but the halter classes were great. Right. I, that's the way it looked to me, too. I saw a couple pictures of, I think, the yearling full, the yearling filly class. It looked like there was really a, a ton of them and entered and some of the other mare classes as well. Um, so uh, congratulations, everybody, uh, from Brandon. Uh, just a couple more results real quick. Um, the, in Saratoga, New York, there, the Boston Spa uh, County Fair, I believe it is. There was only two hitches there, but they did show us a Classic Series 6. Uh, Rock Bottom Farms was the winner, and Morrisville College was second. And also the Classic Cart Class there at Saratoga, um, Rock Bottom was the winner of that, and Morrisville as well. Um, they did have a youth cart class. However, I'm sorry, I don't have results on that. Um, then meanwhile, also in Genesee County, uh, New York, there in Batavia, uh, they offered a six horse hitch classic series qualifying class as well. And, um, the uh, winner of that was Jackson Fork Ranch. Second place was Brockoff Belgian. Third place, Laura Dairy Farm. Fourth place was Rock Bottom Farm. Fifth place was Pine Hollow Dairy. Sixth place, HD Rapids. Seventh place, the MGM Belgians. Eighth place, Stony Hill Farm. Ninth place, CNY Event Ranch. And the tenth place hitch was Spring Mount Perturans. They also had a youth car class, and I apologize once again. I only know the top three. Hannah Holchansky was the big winner. Congratulations. Second place was Madison Boucher. And eighth place was Kate Welsh. Uh, third place, I'm sorry, was Kate Welsh. Um is that it? Or do we have one? Yeah, we have the Ottawa uh, County Auto, Fair as yeah, well, don't Ottawa we? Ottawa County Fair up there in, in Ohio today. Uh, Logan was there. Logan, do you want to talk? No, he's shaking his head no. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. We're going to see him next weekend. I thought maybe I was going to get a steak dinner out of that deal. Uh, so Ottawa County Fair, Red Oak Pertrans won that today. Express Ranch was second. A&C Belgians was third. Oak Haven Belgians was fourth. South Creek Clydesdales was fifth. Uh, they did have a pretty good youth show there too today. Uh, unfortunately, being it just happened today, we, we don't have the results for that. But uh, we do just want to remind all the shows, make sure you submit your points. It's so much easier for us on the podcast here. When you get your points submitted, uh, the show results are on the website. and It's a lot easier for us than having to watch a Facebook video to get the placings. Yeah, it is easier that way, and it's also easier for our secretary. Uh, you know, people are emailing her, you know, what were the results of this show, results of that show, and she's kind of has her hands tied behind her back there um, with people not uh, submitting results. It's it's quite simple to do, and also uh, she just, you know, informed me that some shows submit results, but they don't submit payouts, so she can't post the results until she has the payout information to make sure the shows um, actually did pay out enough um, so that it is a qualifying show. So that's just a general reminder to the shows to make sure, uh, like I said, to make it easier, uh, not only, you know, on this part of it or end of it, but also on, on Brenda 
uh, our secretary on her part of it as well. That way she doesn't get bombarded with emails and calls and text messages regarding uh, where are these results not in and, and things like that. And I just heard today from uh, from a youth driver that said, you know, I keep checking the points and, you know, the points just aren't up. The points aren't up, you know. So it's something like the kids like to follow along as well. And uh, they get a kick out of it as well. And and uh, so if we could just get some shows to submit the results and uh, make uh, life a little bit easier and we can get the website, you know, keep it up to date. What else is new with the Classic Series, Mark? Um, Brenda just, um, wanted me to maybe announce, um, that, um, tomorrow or Tuesday, you should be getting an email regarding, uh, the member, the annual member awards. We started this last year, uh, different awards, you know, best shot hitch, best driver, best show, uh, sportsmanship and, and a few other, uh, awards that we, you know, just to keep the whole membership involved and it's open for, you know, every member. So those, you'll be getting an email for that for nominations for those awards here in the next day or two. Uh, you should have it by now once this once this comes out. And uh, also, there's a new award this year. It's going. To, it's called the Impact Award. And just a little bit of explaining on that is it doesn't necessarily have to be a uh, a member of the Classic Series. Maybe just somebody that's had a uh, serious impact on the organization or the draft towards in industry industry as a whole. And uh, so if you have somebody in mind and uh, to maybe nominate them for the impact award, somebody that has gone above and beyond to maybe help, uh, help us move forward as an industry and uh, as well. Uh, just one more reminder uh, for the fall shows, your registration deadline is August 15th to get your show registered so we can get it online. And uh, so not only exhibitors, but um, fans of the classic series and the followers, followers of the classic series, um, can, you know, kind of plan their fall schedule and see where they want to go to watch a show or as far as exhibitors go where they want to go show. So uh, August 15th, it is approaching rather quickly here is the deadline uh, for the fall shows after Labor Day weekend. Uh, another just a little touch up on it real quick. Um, make sure you go to our YouTube page, uh, Drive Six Horses and uh, subscribe to that. We're trying to bolster a little bit our uh, social media uh, on that end. And um, we need some subscribers for that. So hopefully we can get some advertisers on there as well and just to grow our organization and keep moving in the right direction. Um, cool. Yeah. Upcoming, upcoming shows. Uh, next weekend, July 27th, the 31st, we got the Scott County Fair in Jordan, Minnesota. I assume you're going there, Mark. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there, and I assume you're you're going there as well. Yeah, we uh, we hit the road here and and uh, head head to the humidity. Uh, there you go. <laughs> July thirtieth and thirty first. There's the Essa National Draft Tour Show in Essa, Ontario. Uh, Porter County Draft Tour Show, July thirtieth, uh, at the Porter County Fairgrounds in Valparaiso, Indiana. Mississippi Valley Fair, August 2nd to 7th. That's the uh, Davenport, Iowa show. The TLA Classic Show in Topeka, Indiana, August 4th to 6th. The Wisconsin State Fair, uh, it's, it runs 
I think for about 10 days, I think the Clydes are there first and then the Belgians and Pertrans move in following that. It runs from the August 4th to 14th. And then, then Navin Fair in Navin, Ontario is August 4th to August 7th. The Howard County Fair and Draft Horse Show and Mule Show at the Howard County Fairgrounds, uh, August 7th. Where's that at, Howard County? Maryland. Uh, it's in Maryland. Yeah. Yep. They have a offering classic, a classic cart class. Classic cart show. Cool. And, and a youth Boone, cart. Boone County is the August 9th to 14th. Uh, they have two sixes in the classic cart. Uh, and then following that, it kind of runs into Indiana State Fair. So I think we'll have another podcast likely before, before, uh, before those start up. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's the next big bunch of shows here. There's a pile of them. If, uh, if you live close to one of those, uh, uh, places, be sure to check it out. That's right. And, episode uh, uh, episode forty four. We had Chris Cole. This was a pretty neat episode, Mark. What was your thoughts on on this episode? Well, it was very informative for me um, as far as horse nutrition, important nutrition, um, you know, feeding tips, and uh, I thought it was very educational, very interesting to listen to Chris talk and uh, some of the stuff they do and. And I, I'm sure um, everybody will enjoy. And uh, he's not really on there to market their product at all, really. It was just we were talking about horse nutrition and value of a good feeding program. And and uh, I hope you guys enjoy episode number 44. And we got, we'll uh, see you guys down the road. Summit Professional Services, a graphic design and marketing firm who specializes in all things equine. If you're somebody who's looking for the absolute best in equine photography or need a professional ad design that's guaranteed to stand out from the crowd, make sure you check out Summit Professional Services, centrally located in northern Indiana and with over 18 years of combined experience between Joe Miller and Brian Yoder. Summit has what it takes to get you and your farm noticed. Interested in promoting your farm or getting an on-farm shoot of your horses or products, call Summit Professional Services at 260-702-9929. These guys are awesome. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Once again, 260 to 9929 Summit Professional Services. Well, joining us today, we have Chris Cole from Center Hall, Pennsylvania. Of course, the Coles are famously known for their uh, Penwoods equine products and uh, horse mineral. And excited to have you on, Chris. And uh, how's everything in Center Hall, Pennsylvania today? Oh, it's great, man. The sun's shining and everybody's out making hay. So uh, everything's good in Central PA. Great, great. Well, Chris, introduce yourself and kind of, you know, tell us what you're from and originated from and how long you've been living there and just kind of give us a little bit of an outline, uh, a little bit of a history about yourself. Okay, so my name is Chris Cole. I am the uh, at the top of the chain of uh, Penwoods Equine Products, and we've been in business with Penwoods since 1985, but active in the horse business forever. Uh, I grew up uh, in riding and draft horses. I was riding my own horse at probably four or five years old, and uh, everything sort of come from that. 
and you've and you resided in, in Center Hall there um, most of your life. And yeah, I've been in, I've been in Central Pennsylvania my whole life. Okay, Sco- scooted off to college and it, and then came back and entered into the family business. So tell us so a little bit about that generation. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about that, Chris. Uh, Penwood's Mineral and and kind of when it started uh, a little bit about so we start, about so we started out in the my my father John Cole has been in the feed business since he got out of the uh, since he got out of the the high school and uh, we started a business called Center Hall Farm Store which is a feed manufacturing business back in the late sixties like actually nineteen sixty nine. And uh, because of our avid interest in the horse business, when my father jumped from being just a leisure activity horse person to more competitive, especially in the draft business, we needed to update our ability to feed those horses the way that uh, we needed to in order to compete. So being in the business our entire lives, we sort of looked around and saw that uh, there's really nothing out there that really suits us a lot. We'd be better off to, to, to make our own stuff. So back in the late 70s, early 80s, we started developing these, uh, these nutritional products, and they became official in 1985. And we started out with one product that, then, and we probably have, uh, counting all the SKUs, probably 30 or 40 products now. And what was that first product, Chris? Uh, we called that blue. It was called Supreme Blue Label. It was called Penwood Supreme Blue Label. And it's still in our line. It's not one of our biggest products anymore, but it's, it, it's still there. You know, it, it's, it's, it's adapted. It's adjusted over time. Uh, and uh, we've expanded out on those products to carry a variety of things from that first single product on out to all the little, uh, I shouldn't say little, but uh, important sort of add-on kind of things that you would use to treat or look at specific issues that you might have. Mm-hmm. And so did you have a nutritionist help you out with that, or is it just something that you came up kind of on your own? Well, I, they, they are all my formulas, okay? So uh, if everything's good, I want all the credit. And if everything's bad, <laughs> I'm going to get all the blame. So... Uh, uh, and, and they've been trial and error. And, uh, I, I, I think I, I think we've got a pretty good handle on it, you know, especially in the breeding and the reproductive in the show areas, which are things that we do a lot of. So, uh, you, you all of a sudden get a lot of experience in those things that you participate in a lot. Uh, actually my, my, my brother, Chad and his wife Rhonda run the breeding and the, in the show portion of that. And they are really good, uh, uh, people who are willing to experiment, are willing to try new things, and uh, they, they've helped. They've helped us a lot. Okay, it's really been a good sort of symbiotic relationship. That's what I was going to ask: is uh, how do you relate uh, the mineral business to the horse business that you guys? Uh, I oh, know they, you they, have, they 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 go hand in hand. Horses as well, and, yeah, and they go hand in hand. I I always tell the guys we have. If you, if you looked at, at Penwood's equine products in relationship to many of our competitors, we, we, tried, we do two things that most of those other 
most of those other companies do not do. We manufacture our own products, which allows us to adapt, you know, and make changes fairly quickly. But more importantly is that avid interest in the horse business and it's, and I shouldn't say just in the horse business, but in a, a broad spectrum of the horse business. We do everything from show, we ride, uh, we're really interested and do a lot of breeding reproduction, which spills right over into growth products. And uh, with all those sort of experimental kind of things going on, it allows us to really fine tune our products so that so that they so they really fit whatever discipline that is, whether it's showing or whether it's uh, uh, reproduction or whether it's growth, those kinds of things. Because of all the uh, all the those uh, all those horses around that we get a chance to sort of look at, we get the chance to work with, see how these products do with them. You know, it's it's just, it's just a it's just a really big advantage for Penwoods. It really is. So you started in the, we're talking like 40 years over the period of 40 years, you've been using these products yourself. How has the evolution been over that time? Like just from a volume standpoint, um, I mean, I'm in Idaho, I feed your mineral. Uh, There's dealers out here. Obviously you start out in the late seventies. There's, there's this probably local, it's probably small. And and now it's branched out probably worldwide. Just just kind of touch on that and tell us kind of how, okay, so, the, so, how that's so back changed. in the beginning, okay, you know, in, in, in any business when it, when it first starts, you know, you service people in a, in a local business right around you, okay? And, and as, your, as your products grow and as your reputation grows, that circle sort of spreads out. And uh, we actually have customers in, uh, we do a lot of stuff, like you say, in the, uh, in, in the far west, West, Midwest, uh, East Coast. We have a, a, a really good presence in Canada. We have a really good dealer down in Puerto Rico. Okay, we get down into South America. So it, it, it's been good. It's been good. We're, we feel really blessed. Okay. From a so, tonnage standpoint, how, how has it evolved in, in like a tons of mineral that you produce? When oh, you, you, oh, you mean in, in growth-wise? Yeah. Okay. So our, our, our uh, boy, that's that's sort of a hard thing to put your finger on, as actually tons rather than dollars. So dollars-wise, we grew from a, a little wee podunk company to you know m- millions of dollars. Okay, and right. uh, and it doesn't seem like it should be right now, but the 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 horse business is really good. It is. It's 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 it's, uh, it's growing. Uh, people are spending more money. I think that one of the things they always say that it's an ill wind that doesn't blow somebody some good. So when we had all this pandemic and all these kind of things going on, it sort of had people sort of zero in at home a little bit more, do a little bit more with their horses, you know, uh, ride more, show more, you know, drive those horses more. Instead of uh, jetting off on a cruise or going to some faraway place, and it, and and especially the last two or three years, it's 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 really been positive. It really has been. So, that, does that give you the sort of the answer you're looking for? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I just uh, I just think it's kind of cool to see 
how you know obviously it's a family business and to see how how it's evolved over time uh to be yeah worldwide business uh, oh yeah yeah we, and, we and feel just the very sheer, fortunate just the sheer volume that you guys yep. produce i'm sure is astonishing yep yep we actually we actually upgraded our facilities just in the last uh in the last couple months where we have the capacity to make more things at a time okay we're actually going to go away from uh I shouldn't say go away from, add an additional line instead of having just uh, big bags. The Young Living Pertrons, the equine ambassadors for Young Living Essential Oils, are brought to you from their global headquarters in northern Utah. Whether online or in the hitch, these horses are a powerful representation of the company's commitment to providing essential oils of the highest quality to families across the globe. These world champion Pertrons represent Young Living's founder, Gary Young's continuous pursuit of excellence. You can visit these mighty Pertrons six days a week at their home, the iconic Young Living Lavender farm in mona utah you can also see them in action as they compete year-round across the united states at fairs and stock shows including young living's annual falls festival and draft horse show yeah so chris let's uh let's dive into some you know health nutrition for horses here uh let's talk about like what do you think is uh the, probably one of the most important things on a pregnant mare or a mare you're looking to try to get pregnant. Okay, so here's here's some things that we found out the hard way. Okay, if you uh, one of the okay, so let me let me take a step back. One of the one of the issues going on in our society or our agricultural society right now is the advent of all of a sudden we have more. The, the, the farmers, they, they grow more corn, they grow more, more oats, they grow more, uh, they grow more hay, there's more tons of everything, and that's all really good. But one of the things that's come along with that, and there's been a, a fair amount of studies done on this, is there is a lot of molds and mycotoxins, whether that's seen or unseen, coming along with all that extra tonnage. So many of the feeds and the hays in the pastures that we all use, whether you're on the West Coast or Florida or, or wherever, there's a lot of molds and mycotoxins. Those molds and mycotoxins are very detrimental to horses under any kind of stress. Okay, so, and I don't know a more stressful thing than being a horse that's pregnant. So, one of the things that we found out is if you add in to your mare breeding stallion a mold and mycotoxin binder that really helps a lot it helps those horses get in foal better it helps them especially carry those foals a little bit long to the longer to the term and you know there's not as much absorption there's not as much uh of, of, of those types of things so if I was if I was going to pinpoint anything that's happened in the last four or five or six years, is that if you're not using some sort of mold or mycotoxin binder in your feed for your pregnant animals, boy, I'd sure encourage you to try to do that. Could you kind what of mineral... elaborate to people kind of what you would you know feed or where you get oh, okay. your hands on something or? So there's yeah, two exactly. there's two 
kinds of mold. So molds and mycotoxin binders are things that you'll feed to your horse and that they'll have attachments and they'll attach those molds and mycotoxins which are detrimental to your horse and they'll simply pass through your horse's system. So and you can you can add those things in two kinds. You can add them in organic and inorganic forms. Inorganic forms are like clay, uh, charcoal, those kind of things. The organic forms would be like cell wall yeast, those types. If you use inorganics, you have to use pounds and pounds, okay? If you use organic, you just have to use grams. And what they do is they simply gather up those molds and mycotoxins that are already in your feeds. They sort of grab a hold of them, and as your horse's stuff moves through their system, they just go out the back end and end up not being absorbed and not being a real crisis kind of thing for your horse. Now, do all your products sense? do all your products have have the organic uh, form? Uh, okay, that so the answer is, is no. The the we have added them simply to a, we have a product called New Life, which is our breeding and performance product, and that's the only one that has it in because of the cost factor that we just haven't added them into our entire line. We just added it into the New Life and all the all of our New Life products whether they be New Life Meal, New Life Pellets, uh, New Life Complete, New Life with uh, Show, which has extra biotin added to it. And then we also have it in a outside or free choice block or tub form. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, that's something I never I never heard of. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's, if, if you looked into dairy, or swine, or some kind of a production kind of animal that we consume, they're, they're way ahead of the curve. The, the horse guys, we're, we're, uh, we're, our, our research or our uh, introduction of those types of things is always a little bit behind, okay? And, uh, and we, why we is feel that, that we have a pretty good spot right there in that, uh, hey, it, it, we're, we're, in the horse, we're in the horse breeding business, Chad and Rhonda. Okay, uh, they breed multiple hundreds of horses a year, and anything that we can do as a company to help people get their 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 mares in full that first time around, it's it just benefits everybody. So they're looking for something. Their customers are looking for something. I I, I think this is a really good thing, and. Uh, it's it, it's worked out well for us so far. It really has. It really has. That that new life line is becoming one of our most popular lines that we have. We think that we're ahead of almost everybody else out there. Do the molds and microtoxins? Is, is it like a what causes gas and stuff like that and causes? Oh no blood? no. Okay, is I'll, I'll give. You, let's talk about it in a big level. Let's let's assume that you're you're sitting at home, okay, and you guys had Thanksgiving dinner and. Not all that stuff was consumed, and you got a whole bunch of leftovers and you put it in your refrigerator. Now Christmas comes along, and you open up that refrigerator, and you look in the back and say, oh, my, I should have I ate that. Okay, look what it looks like. Now it's got all this green molds and those kind of things. Those are molds, okay? And mycotoxins are the small little thing that you can't see, or the molds on breads, 
that you that when that loaf stuck around too long. Those things are in our feeds and grains right now. They they really are, and uh, they are they are toxic to to lots of animals. Okay, but when when you're in that particular situation where that horse is under any kind of stress, you know, reproduction, heavy performance kind of things, it's it's a it's it's not good. So if you can pass those things on through seen and unseen molds of mycotoxins, it just it just helps the situation a lot. So even like if you're traveling a lot with your horses to show Oh heck stuff, yeah. Under that oh, stress. It, that... It, and, and if you think about it this way and and especially what things cost. You know, your horse costs a lot of money. Look at the diesel fuel costs that you're putting in your truck. Okay. To add a little bit of mold and mycotoxin binder into your horse feed, boy, how can you go wrong on that? That's sort of like just buying insurance. Mm-hmm. Very well. Yeah, so, so, so let's talk about breeding stallions. Like, what, what's an important thing that you okay uh, so what we what we found out is that uh, the there's there's certain there's certain elements okay that that really help for whether it's male or female that 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 sort of go hand in hand and one of those things is higher levels of vitamin e and uh, vitamin e is a really important factor for keeping your breeding stallions potency up Okay, and those things that help that horse ship a little bit better and help him be more of a uh, productive breeding stallion. So we we try to keep those those uh, levels of vitamin E for your horse, maybe instead of what typically they'd recommend somewhere between 1000 and 1500 international units of vitamin E per head per day we would go probably twice that, okay? It might be twenty-five to 3,000 international units of vitamin E per head per day. And we would do that on all of our breeding stallions, and we suggest that to our customers that are in breeding and reproduction. So it's just not that breeding stallion. It sort of carries over to, to sire, and, sire and dam, okay? Yeah, that would be one of those most important things. Okay, other than just basic nutrition, which mm-hmm. is which helps a lot. Do you think like exercise helps as well or Oh heck. Exercise helps with everybody. Okay, and everything. I mean I I, I the, the the guys that have been in the hor- the breeding business for decades and decades, you know, they, they have a regular exercise program for their for their breeding stallions. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, that helps a lot. Exercise helps everything and everybody. I wished I got a little bit more of it too. I mean, it just helps everything. <laughs> so, what about uh, what's an important thing? Performance horses, whether you're racing barrels or uh, you know draft horses or whatever. What's a key ingredient well, you, you, in nutrition? You, you need to meet your nutritional needs. Okay, you know the the the, the basic stuff. You know the protein, fat, and fiber, and and. Uh, all, all those types of things. And then you sort of got to zero in on what's a particular issue for, for, for that type of horse. So I, you know, I haven't heard this statement said a lot by, uh, by people that own heavy or draft horses. And that statement would be 
boy, I just can't get a top line on my horse. But almost every barrel, you know, thoroughbred, standard bred, that's the first thing they say when their horses lose a little weight and uh, they lose a little muscle content is that sort of top line on that horse. So you sort of address that differently with breed X than you would breed, breed Y. Okay. One of the things, one of the things that I found out is that certain breeds of horses will respond better to certain types of proteins. So breed X might, respond really good to an all vegetable protein diet but breed Y if you were to introduce maybe some whey or milk protein into their diet they seem to do so much better okay it just seems that when when they put that muscle and that weight on it sort of keeps it on there it doesn't melt off as quick so those those are things that uh, you know we sort of learned along the way Carrie, just regardless if training, competition, commercial, or just fun around the farm, Twisted Luck Carrie just has what you need. Being the exclusive agent for Koi Altex carriages in North America with Twisted Luck carriages, the sky is the limit. A completely customizable shop, Twisted Luck carriages can customize your carriage to fit your every need and desire. With 300 plus colors available and many options, including coolers under the rear seat, cup holders with console, and built-in Bluetooth radios, Twisted Luck carriages can surely customize your perfect Koi Altex carriage. Also available new and used in-stock carriage inventory in the U.S. and Canada, as well as parts including tires, tubes, brake parts, etc. Call Rex Mann at 405-326-5623 or visit their website, twistedluck.com, for all your carriage needs. Once again, Rex Mann, 405-326-5623, Twisted Luck Carriages. Chris, what's the difference? Uh, A lot of people out there, I mean, probably the main grain that you'd feed would be oats. Uh, A lot of other people are feeding a pelleted complete feed. Uh, What's the difference uh, in those two? What's your your opinion on that? And and how does the mineral integrate with those? Okay, so, hey, first off, really good question. And, And it's a question of the times right now. Uh, if, if any of your listeners are not aware, and I'm sure most of them are, oats has become extremely expensive, really, really expensive for two reasons. One is the reason because they had a very poor growing season in the areas where they grow lots of oats. And, uh, the, the, the second reason is there just seems to be a little bit more demand for it. So based on that, lots of people in that are feeding horses, have uh, gone, who might have been oats feeders, have gone to a complete feed. And again, there's a lot of people that out there that just buy complete feeds, whether they be textured, which is a, a blend of feeds with some sort of sticky or molasses kind of feed on, or, or, a, or a pelleted feed. So, based on that, my, <clears throat> my thoughts are that oats has always been a really sort of natural feed for the horse. And it traditionally, 
the more oats that a complete feed had in it, the better or the higher quality that feed was. Now, we're having to use some ingredients that don't have as much oats in them. Okay, so there's a lots of feeds that, uh, that would be pelleted or would be uh, textured feeds that have way, way less oats in them. And uh, you've got to be a little bit more concerned with, uh, like, digestion, those types of things, so that that horse can utilize that a little bit better. So if you're, if you're using a pelleted feed or a textured, textured feed that has a lot of pellets in it, you might want to make sure that your probiotic, prebiotic levels are a lot higher, okay? Make sure that the salt content in those feeds is better because you want your horses to drink a lot of water. That always helps make that system work a lot better. So salt, uh, probiotics, prebiotics, enzymes, okay, those types of things. And, and if I could say just one more thing, because I, I seem to have been talking a lot. The, always keep in mind the best case scenario when you're buying feed is you get what you pay for. That's the best thing that could happen. So if you pay a lot, hopefully you're getting a lot. If you're paying more at a moderate or average, then hopefully you get that moderate or average. And always take that into consideration. That, that horse feed or that cow feed or that whatever that kind of feed is, it costs a lot because supposedly there's a lot of good ingredients in it. And the reverse is the true also. If you said, well, boy, I got a bargain. Did you really get a bargain? I, you know, I don't know. Okay, you'll have to decide that. So always keep that in mind. Well, and I think that's very true. I've always said, I mean, uh, most of us feed by you have your scoop. And yep. it's not necessarily a scoop is not always equal. I, I mean, if you have light oats, a scoop of light oats is not the same as a scoop of heavy oats. That, that's true. And then the, the and I and I should have said this before is that uh, lots of times the most important element in a feeding program is not the stuff that's in this scoop; it's the person holding the scoop. In that. Uh, if you're a good horse feeder where you say, okay, I'm feeding at time X and time Y every day, I'm not going to budge off of that. And, you, you know, you spread your feedings out and you feed good quality forages and, and you're really diligent about, you know, the, your times and your amounts and paying attention to what your horses are eating. Boy, you'll be so much better than, than that person that's, uh, that's uh, sort of off track a little bit. I always say, I always say that uh, that uh, the. Well, I'll give you an example. Okay, so I, I may have a customer who's, uh, you know, she's she or he. They're trying their best. I mean, they have a they have some boarded horses right at the place, and they got three kids in the high school. Okay, and I say, well, what time do you normally feed? Well, I normally feed at uh, eight in the morning at five at night. But you know what? I had to get my daughter down to the school early, so I, instead of feeding at eight, I fed at six. And uh, my my son had something going on with the band, and I thought about feeding at five before I left, but I didn't feed till eight or nine. And uh, then their comment is, "Well, I can't figure out what's going on with my horses." 
Well, it's it's that routine that those horses really need to have that uh, that they're missing. So, again, that that person feeding is almost as important as the feed you're feeding. Interesting. Uh, talk about you know what's what's talk about the difference between crimped oats and whole oats. What's your feelings on that? Okay, so first I want to tell you a, a good oats crimpers on my Christmas list right now. Okay, so that that's that's my goal in life. And crimping oats really helps a lot. What it does is it breaks that outer shell and allows those digestive enzymes that your horse has to help break that oats down a little bit quicker. So the old rule of thumb is you normally get about a 10 to 15% benefit by crimping your oats. Now, the flip side of or the unintended consequence of that is if you crimp your oats for the week or for two weeks at a time, that broken shell of that oats or that inside is also exposed to the air. So it will oxidize some of those inner ingredients before they get to your horse. So we try to say, hey, crimp for the day. Okay, so don't, don't get beyond that. And you'll really get a lot of benefit, and probably a 10 or 15% benefit. And the way the prices are right now, that, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, Dental health, too, probably is quite important, oh, I'm sure. Super, super. I mean, uh, it's, that horse, is, his, his, his or her teeth, they constantly grow. And especially if you have them on a high-grain diet instead of a high-forage diet, the uh, dental, dental care is really important. It's really important. You know, in, in the wild, way back in the old days, there was no, there was no equine denti- dentistry, but those horses didn't eat high concentrations of, of grain, okay, and concentrates. They foraged 18 to 20 hours a day and sort of wore their teeth down level. But as we progressed in our society, and what we want out of our horses, they ultimately are getting more dense grains, less forages, and the byproduct of that is boy dentistry really comes into play. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about grazing, just what you said there in the wild. Uh, okay. You know, springtime comes, you turn, you know, brood mare in a foal or uh, a yeah. couple older mares out on pasture. Just kind of give the listeners a little bit uh, of an idea what to expect and what maybe to do on that part. Okay, so again, you know, this isn't this isn't that that horse wasn't intended to go out on uh, those really lush green pastures. So you need to be more diligent. So when you start out in the spring. You know, try to get them out early when those grasses are starting to grow and let their tolerance to that grass grow with the actual growth of the grass itself. There is there is some issues right now. Now, I don't think they're as heavy in draft, but in some of the saddle horse breeds, there's a thing called equine metabolic syndrome. That is the inability of the horse to process certain sugars in new grass, okay? And it almost acts like a, uh, 
like a founder or a laminitis kind of thing. So when you're turning your horses out, if you have a horse like that, you want to be really careful about the time that they're out. And if you want them to be out more, you may want to use like grazing muzzles, those types of things to limit the amount of grass that they intake, especially new, really fast growing grass that has those types of sugars that they can't process. Now, as the summer goes along, you know, those grasses, and my, my dad's terminology was they, those grasses sort of harden off. It doesn't become as big a deal. But especially in the spring, it's, it's, uh, it's something you sort of need to be concerned about. If you're in one of those breeds that has a tendency to have that or one of those horses that has that. So we, we try to be real careful about it. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to be careful because, boy, that grass looks so nice and the horses like it so much. But you, you sort of need to limit them and sort of let them grow into it. So that no, makes sense. Yep. Now, would you recommend putting like a, <clears throat> a mineral block out there for them as well? Or Okay, so here's what we found out. We, we have found out that if you're meeting your horse's dietary needs as far as vitamins, minerals, and salt, you're probably the only reason you would want to put a salt block or something out is busy work because they normally won't bother it at all. If your horses are not having that stuff met inside the barn when you feed them, that's a great idea to put that out. That's a great idea to put that out. One of the things that we try to encourage everybody to do, and, and it's easy, is, is to feed loose salt in the barn. So that uh, that's one of those uh, variables that you can sort of close the door on. And uh, if you do that, I they probably won't even eat a salt block outside. They really won't. So the ultimate answer is then if, if you're trying to meet all those things when you feed them morning and evening, then throw, throw a ball out for them instead, okay? If, if, uh, if you're wanting them to meet some of those uh, dietary needs outside, then it's a good idea to do that. Chris, just give us a bit of a rundown uh, where you guys get your products from, uh, to put in the mineral. Okay. So, go ahead. okay. So we, we try to source as much as possible. And, and I, they, I, they say, don't ever talk about religion or politics. I'm not going to try to talk about religion for sure. I'm not going to talk much about politics. <laughs> so we try to source as much as possible <laughs> in the U S of a, Canada, and we actually get some stuff from South America, okay? Certain vitamins, they are, their, their production is dominated by China, okay? And uh, those prices are set by what China, the, 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 uh, the Chinese are willing to produce. So I'll give you an example. They produce a lot of basic vitamins, you know, A's, D's, E's, B-complex vitamins, even though they dominate the, the, the production of that, we still try to buy those from Europe, okay? We try to stay away from, as much as possible from, from, from those, uh, buying those elements 
from from China. Okay, but we now live in a worldwide economy. Okay, a lot of our so our basic elements all come from the USA. You know, salt, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium. You know, proteins. Actually, most of our protein sources, our whey protein, we source out in the great state of Wisconsin. Okay, our our vegetable proteins we source within ten or fifteen miles of Center Hall, Pennsylvania. Okay. And most of the basic elements come from the United States. Those those small, little small elements, you know, some of those vitamins, they'll, they'll come from Europe, okay? But those prices will be set by the Chinese. So on that, on that do you shop around uh, or, or is it more important to get a consistent product? Uh, it's, consistent? Much more, it's much more important for me to, to get a consistent product. I, I haven't, and I think this is right. I haven't changed basic suppliers in probably 20 years. I really you have not. You found the right mix and, and the right yeah. quality of product. And, and that's, more and, and, and I have a lot of faith in those guys that, that source some of those items for me. Okay. That they're, they're going to do the best that they can. And I've always, always tried to encourage some of those people is if you can get some of these things sourced, a little bit closer to home. I'm more than willing to pay a little bit more money for them. I really am. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm USA all the way on that kind of stuff. And uh, I try to encourage my suppliers, you know, you don't have to give me, you need to give me the best quality product that you can get, not necessarily the cheapest product that I can get. Okay. And the closer to home it is, or the closer to within our borders, the better off it is for me. It really is. Well, I'll be honest with you. I mean, since I was a little kid, I've been feeding Penwood's mineral, uh, been feeding it for years and years and years. And that's part of the reason I feed it because I've gotten good results, but also uh, just to see how you guys have really supported the draft horse industry. Uh, I right. mean, I, the, to me, that's, that's worth a lot. If there's equivalent mineral, I'm yep. going to feed the one that supports, supports our industry. Well, you, you, Hey, that's, that's, that's the way it should be. I mean, uh, we try to, if you're supporting me, I'm surely going to support that. There's just no way around that. Yeah. There's just no way around that. That's, that's, that's the way life should be. It really, that, that's, you know, again, I said, I wasn't going to talk about politics, but I mean, we sort of lost our way on that. Don't you think Yeah. that it wouldn't be so much nicer if we would, as a group, you know, look at things that way in that, you know, uh, we support the people that are right around us, the, the industries that are right around us, whether that be leisure horse or, you know, I'm driving a Ford truck. Okay. Not driving a Toyota. So those types of things. Yep. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the Redrive podcast. I'm sure you've heard of them or even used their products. And if you haven't, you should. 
Hawthorne is celebrating their 45th anniversary this year, and founder Don Hobson is celebrating his 90th birthday in June. With nearly a half a century of experience, Hawthorne has always pledged to maintain the highest standards to provide you and your horse with the best natural equine medications possible. Their products are manufactured for the purest natural ingredients and can be used before racing, competing, and eventing. You know they're effective. How else would you stay in business this long? Hawthorne manufactures a complete line of award-winning hoof and leg care consisting of sole care solutions for dry, cracked, infected, and sore hooves to liniment, gels, and poultice for swelling, stiffness, and sore muscles. Products like Soul Pack and their ISO poultice have been favorites for decades. They're also one of the few companies still offering iodine-based products such as their hoof freeze. That's right, they're making products with the tried-and-true healing power of iodine. One other product I'll mention to their outstanding breathing product, Windaid. Windaid is great for the relief of coughs and allergies that can restrict breathing and hinder performance. Windaid does a terrific job of opening up those air passages to restore natural breathing. In addition to these great products, education is an important aspect of the company, and they have several resources to do just that. They have videos on their YouTube channel and free horse care guide available on their site. Beyond that, they're always just a phone call away. Farriers and vets have used their product for generations, and you can do too. You can find their products at your favorite tack shop, various online retailers, or directly at hawthorneproducts.com. And thanks again to Hawthorne being a sponsor of our show. So just kind of give us a general overview of, of the products you have, Chris, and some of your most popular ones. Okay. So we have three basic vitamin mineral packages. We have that traditional blue label, okay? We have a biotin product called Essential Hoof and Coat, which uh, uses the blue label as a basis where we add biotin into it for hoof quality. We have our New Life products, which we spend a lot of time talking about, which are for breeding, reproduction, and we got some performance guys using them also. And they'll have elements that will uh, promote those things in, 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 in the brood stock and in the, in the breeding stallion. Okay, then we'll follow that up with those offspring, which would be uh, products that we call 2 to 12 and, and 13, 36, which would be from newborns or weaning time up to three years of age, those two products cover. And the main thing that they have in them is, is uh, a unique protein that we don't think that many of our, uh, many of the other people that make growth products use, and that's, and that's whey or milk protein as a, as a primary protein source. We feel that that, that horses, uh, newborns up through their, their, not only is the outside of that horse growing, but the internal workings of that horse grows also. And if you can provide more digestible, easily digestible proteins, then you would be better off feeding those types of proteins to those horses so that we sort of incorporate them into our growth products. We have a bodybuilder or a fat source line, which we are going to expand to three it will have Bodybuilder 4000. It'll have on one end, it'll have Bodybuilder Compete on the other end or in the middle. 
and on the far end, it'll have Bodybuilder Pro. So Bodybuilder 4000 will use all vegetable sources for protein. Bodybuilder Pro on the other end will use all whey or milk sources for protein. And the Bodybuilder Compete will be in the middle. And then we have some combination products like uh, Biogeneration, which is sort of a a sort of all-in-one kind of feed. It'll have uh, it'll have nutrients. It'll have extra biotin into it for foot quality, and then it'll also have a sort of a better fat source in it. So you can use that for performance horses. You could use that for uh, brood stock in the latter parts of their lactation so that they have more more ability to produce milk and still keep uh, their body weight up. And then we'll have some uh, sort of unique kind of products. We have a product called GI Renew. It is a probiotic, prebiotic enzyme with a really good uh, immune stimulant in it. Then we add into that a, uh, a pH balancer and that becomes a GI show. And then let's see what else am I missing? Uh, we have a, a magnesium One product. product. That... Go ahead. Well, I just was going to say, touch on the essential rescue. I had a horse okay. that lost be... a shoe okay, last so... year. And I was thinking, man, his show, his show deal is going to be in trouble. And I started feeding that to him. And it was like two resets. He had big right. full feet right. again. I mean, it was incredible how fast. So here's here's one of the things that you know I, I I found out. So if if you're in any kind of business like mine, you, boy, you wish you did everything right, but but you you just don't. You know you you mislabel or you misbrand products. So I had a product called a, uh, a whey protein, okay, and it was a combination of. 80% whey protein concentrate and 90% whey protein isolate. Okay. And I thought the, the main thrust of this product would be recovery. Okay. And I thought the secondary part of this product would be hoof care, hoof growth, and those types of things. I find out that the main thrust is hoof growth and hoof recovery. So that whey protein becomes a product called Essential Rescue. And what it does is it supplies a really good facilitator for biotin, which is that whey protein concentrate and that whey protein isolate. And we found out that if you combine that with the biotin, it becomes a product called Essential Rescue. And that Essential Rescue will promote foot quality as if it was in a one or two reset as if you fought, uh, fed a normal biotin product for like a year. It just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing what kind of foot growth, or I shouldn't say foot growth, I should say foot health would be a better term because it just does a great job. And if you had horses that had foot quality issues. This is this is a product you should really look at because it just really helps a lot. So the biotin helps, but those two very digestible types of protein 
really help foot and hair quality. And especially, I was just going to say, if if especially for our Clydesdale listeners, if you have uh, horses that have hair problems, hair growth problems, was it essentially do the same thing for for the hair? That, that, that's correct. That's that's correct. Now, again, every once in a while, you know, there'll be there'll be some sort of unintended thing that happens. So if you feed a lot of essential rescue, it really helps your foot quality, your hair quality, but man, oh man, it helps put weight on too. It really does. So if that's an issue for you, you will have to adjust your ration a little bit someplace else to take advantage of all the things that the essential rescue does and maybe cut back someplace else. Mm-hmm. Kyle, I'm just going to ask you, um, I, I feed Penwoods too, been feeding it for ever since I was a kid too. We were feeding it growing up. What What's a product you really like to feed? Like daily well, I, on I, your hitch horses? Un- or Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable results from the essential rescue. Uh, and of course I just, I mean, it was a couple of times last year that I, I needed it and it, it came through. Uh, so I, I obviously love that product. Now I don't necessarily think you need to use it on maybe every horse, but it does help those ones yeah. like Chris mentioned that have, you know, that poor foot quality. Um, my base mineral, I use the bio generation, uh, just, just had a really good luck with it, I guess. Um, and yeah, then, I, that's uh, funny. That's, uh, that's what I feed too. That's my base is biogeneration. I've had great luck with that and, and blue label, you know, if a uh, horse isn't, you know, maybe not drove quite, quite as hard. I like still like the original blue label, but I, I love that biogeneration product. I think it's great. And if a horse needs a little bit of weight, just, you know, feed some bodybuilder to it. And uh, that's, that's what I have very good luck with is those two products. The other thing we, we have a couple of mares and foals around now and I bought a couple of foal feeders and uh, just because, you know, the mares are going to be hitch mares as well as raising these babies. So uh, obviously we're pushing the mares pretty hard on feed and, and uh, the foals, I set up a foal feeder and I've been put them on two to 12 and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, the amazing thing about this two to 12, I started feeding them uh, some pellets and I've, you know, a scoop of the two to 12 mixed with them. And I mean, these foals are shedding out. They've been on the two to 12 now for about, a week or 10 days and they're starting to shed out their full hair and get slick and shiny. Like within yeah, that, 10 days. That, that's one of the things that we're, we're really proud of that it, that it helps those guys shed that stuff out. And again, that's that real digestible protein, that, that milk or whey protein in that, in that product that, that really does that. It just, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a good thing. It really is. Mm-hmm. So. Another product, since I've been working for the Hills, Jason and Celeste, we've been buying some, you know, young stock. And I think that 13 to 36 product is amazing, too. I think they do very well on that. And and again, that's that's that whey, whey protein concentrate and whey protein isolate in those products. That, uh, they, horses to, seem to, when your horse won't respond to traditional you know, we sort of started looking outside the box, okay? And outside the box is is milk or whey protein. They just seem to work. With, if you've exhausted this avenue over here, and you say, "Well, where should I go next?" That's that's a good avenue to go down. It, you know, products that have whey protein in them. So, 
Well, I think the other thing that's important with mineral is, is that the horses like it and they eat it. And it seems yeah. like with that whey protein, uh, uh, they, they actually, they enjoy eating it. Oh, they do. It's, it's uh, especially those foals, they come out with those sort of whey protein mustaches and beards with those little balls hanging <laughs> on their chins. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, it's kind of funny. I actually, it's, uh, we, we actually did quite a bit of field testing when we first came out with that product and, in certain periods of time in their growth, you know, you can get 25, 30% more upward growth on a horse, you know, in those certain months. Now they don't, they don't get any more weight on them, but they sure grow taller. Okay. And ultimately I think that's what everybody wants is a, it doesn't matter whether you're, uh, whether you're feeding a, a draft horse or you're feeding a Santa bread or a pony. Um, well, maybe not a pony. I shouldn't say that, but, bigger bigger stronger faster not heavier but bigger stronger faster is what everybody wants with the with the proper nutrition to support the joints as they're growing that's exactly right that's exactly right that's that's a really good point right there mm-hmm. well thanks a lot for be coming on today chris we sure appreciate well, yeah, it hey, very... i appreciate you having me I, I i know logan really well i know he'll do a good job making me sound way better than what I am. <laughs> hey, Chris, before you get off, tell us uh, how, how do people learn more if they want to learn more about You can, you can go to our website, www.penwoods.com. You can call us at 800-255-3066, or you can email us at info at penwoods.com. And we're, we're, one of the good things about being not quite as technologically savvy as some of these more more up-to-date kind of things going on. When you call us, we try to answer the phone, okay? We really do. You don't go into an answering service that points you to hang on or dial zero or dial one. We try to actually talk to you, okay? And I give my cell phone number out to lots and lots and lots of people. So. Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but you guys will kind of put people on the right track if you tell them what you need. Uh, oh yeah, need. I mean you'll you'll help oh, yeah. get them the right. Yeah, track. yep. You know, I, I I I catch myself too often saying, you know, I think I probably ought to be trying to sell you something, but you don't really need this. You need that, okay? And I might point them towards some real simple solution that would be better off for them and maybe probably in the long run, better off for me too. Well, just out of experience, I, I remember when we moved out here, obviously you, you move from Ontario, Canada to, to, uh, Southeastern Idaho with a group of horses. The hay is not going to be the same. And it is not. So I actually sent, I sent Chris a, a sample of our hay from out here and, uh, they ran tests on it and made sure that our mineral was, going to support the hay that we were feeding. So, uh, just a tremendous help with all that type of stuff. I, I can't say enough good about, uh, what you thank, guys thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah. We, we try, we try to treat everybody as, as, as if we want to treat them the way we want to be treated. Okay. And, uh, that, that's always been our, my, my, my father beat that into me. Well, I shouldn't say beat. That's not the right term. Uh, encourage that out of me and, and, for forever and we we all try to do that we really do very well well thanks did he again not give thanks. chad he must Go not ahead. have gave chad quite enough kicks in the ass did he well dad's the youngest in the family he was almost <laughs> raised like an only child but he's a 
He's a really good guy. He really is. Oh, he's tri- he's the best. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He's a he's a really good brother to have. I I really enjoy it. We have a we have a lot of fun. So uh, and uh, I I I just think he's he's one of the best. <laughs> I agree. Thanks for coming on, thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot, Chris. Right. Thanks, thanks for all the information. Hey, Logan, make sure to do me good. Okay, make me sound better than what I am. Chris, we can't get Logan to talk on the podcast, so if you get him to oh, talk, you no. If okay. you get him to all talk, right. I'll buy your lunch next time I see you. Okay. All right. I, I will work on that, then, okay? <laughs> I will work on that. All right. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate right. that. Have a good day. You bet. All right. Take day. care. Yeah, bye. We would like to thank Ship Shawana Harness and Supply in Ship Shawana, Indiana, Mr. Bob Schrock. If you're looking for products for the show ring or at the farm from A to Z, anything you need, horse nutrition, tack, you name it, make sure you check them out, ShipShawanaHarness.com. Follow them on Facebook or visit their shop in beautiful Ship Shawana, Amish country, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. till 4 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. till 12 noon. Call Mr. Bob Schrock, 260-768. 7254 for all your draft horse needs. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you drop by a Reinhold Tack and Western Wear mailbag, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Once again, podcast at naclassicseries.com. Any questions or feedback you might have, we would love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a great week, and we'll see you down the road.